Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Working Class Bowhunter podcast starts in 3, 2, 1. I think I left about 4 No one honestly really cares. Steve's calling me while I'm holding <laughs> getting ready for this deer to stand up. I'm glad you took this deer out. He doesn't even drive American. <laughs> See, that deer's what's exactly what's wrong with this country, right? He doesn't even support local American-made deer-compatible vehicles. <laughs> that one that one arrow cost me $33,000. Just aiming too long and just moved a little bit and it was like oh no it fired you know crap i knew as soon as it left it was just a little high but he came right out in the field made a scrape right in the cornfield started grunting walked 30 yards made another scrape you're listening to the working class bow hunter that's right this is the podcast for billy joe lunch bucket the working man just like me and you my name's travis t-bone turner from the bone collector thank you for tuning in It's time once again for another episode of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast right here at 1600 Buckslayer Place. We are at the Bucketorium in gorgeous Sherrard, Illinois. It is beautiful this time of year. I'm Steve, and I'm loving life. Yes, Steve is loving life. Kurt, are you loving life? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to see. Steve's still tired from hanging a tree stand today. So just, he's, oh man, it was, a, it was one big tree stand, I'll tell you that much, man. Oof. But yeah, it's summertime. It's hot. It's uh, buggy, and it's, I'm ready for fall. It's that time of year, though. Get shit done. That is right. It um, is good stuff done. I'm ready for hunting. I'm just ready for hot weather to end. I'm ready for November mornings. Crisp, cold November mornings is what I'm ready for. Well, you got to keep on getting ready. So you should be shooting your bows, and you should be getting it dialed in. And the thing that you need to get dialed in, hhasports.com, your optimizer, or they've got a ton of different sites. Hashtag single pin nation is something that we all hold true. Um, we believe in, in the single pin. We believe in HHA. Um, greatest sites out there on the market. Go check them out online, HHASports.com. You know, pick one up. Take a look, and uh, you'll love it. We, uh, you know, I tell you this each and every week. <laughs> just spend your money. You'll love, uh, <laughs> you'll love what I tell you to love. That's just how it works. Lifetime warranty also, by the way, yes. too. So if you're out there and you're pulling your bow up by the pull rope and you're like me one year and the pull rope breaks <sighs> and your bow falls to its death, hopefully not, and something happens to that site, it's covered. <laughs> so you can rest easy, my friends. But uh, that happened to me one year and uh, everything actually turned out okay. My quiver was the only thing that uh, took a dive, thankfully. So... Put your quiver on your bow and you're pulling it up in your tree stand. That way, if something happens, it... it's going to save everything. <laughs> yeah. So luckily, your quiver broke your fall. Exactly, man. Um, the season is is right around the corner, guys. You're going to want to know what you do when you shoot that deer. You're going to, if you're in Illinois, Western Illinois, right, a little bit of Eastern Iowa, you're going to come on here to you're going to go on 67 South, right, heading south, and you're going to get to a little town called Viola. It's beautiful there. You're going to go down a couple hollers outside of town, take a right at the sign, go down a couple more hollers, and you're going to come up on Smith's Custom Meats 
and deer processing. The finest deer processor in the Midwest. We'll go ahead and say great as great products. Everything you could really want a deer to taste like, you're gonna get it. There, I, I, I don't know how to explain it better. You know, there's a Scott and his family have got a wonderful operation going there. They're they're constantly adding new flavors, spices, um, different ideas. If you got an idea and you say, "Hey, look, I'd actually like this." He'll be like, yeah, I'll, I'll think about it. And the very next time you go, it might actually happen. Could be on the menu. I mean, how many other yeah, meat lockers true. can you ever go to that you're like, ah, you know, I'd kind of want some um I'm pretty sure they Italian do a survey. Season. Like, they do, like, mm-hmm. surveys. I don't know if they write stuff down. Like, they know what's popular, what's selling, what's not. I mean, obviously, they're records, but there's certain stuff I'll talk to. I'm like, yeah, this is going out. That didn't do too hot. This year we're going to add this because, you know, we're going to experiment with this. And it's always just fine-tuning their craft, which is awesome. Just like fine-tuning the bow. you got to get it shooting right, mm-hmm. and that's what he does with this product. And that's always a good thing. So check them out, and then check. You can find both of that uh, on workingclassbowhunter.com. Exactly. So um, what we do um, each and every uh, every week, we want to uh, help out the veterans a little bit, whether it be a shout-out or we'll, uh, we'll let you know about a charity. We've been pushing this. We're super happy about this. Um, Dark Horse Lodge. Go te- check out darkhorselodge.org it's going to be a peaceful retreat for combat veterans um it's a super cool deal it's going to be looks like down in tennessee uh combat veterans will be able to hunt fish hang out relax you know they served our country um it's time you know that we can give back a little bit if you want to donate um they have a paypal or you can uh email them at mail at darkhorselodge.org check them out on facebook also if you go to smile.amazon Dot com. If you're going to buy anything on Amazon, go to this website. It's not going to charge you anymore. Totally a, worth it. Totally worth it. A portion of what you were going to buy anyway is going to go. You can select Dark Horse Lodge, and you know you'll feel great. You know you're buying laundry detergent on Amazon for some reason, but a portion <laughs> of that's going to go to these guys. So, um, you know we're super stoked about that. Uh, big thank you for our buddy Gene Miller for uh, turning this on to those guys. We hope everything takes off and it goes well. So. For sure. Did not mean to yell into the mic. I'm sorry. <clears throat> That's okay. You hurt my ears a little bit. Yeah, you're getting um, a little excited. I did. I'm a little pumped up. Ross Bigger is here yet again. Actually, we doubled up on the podcast tonight, and it's late, and we just figured we'd, we'd do another one. So mm-hmm. welcome back for the third time. Thanks for having me. Hey, Ross. <laughs> hey. How you doing? Pretty good. Good. You, you brought gifts. Well, kind of. Yeah. Gifts you, we had to pay for. So yeah, exactly. Really so gifts. it's a, they were like uh well, <laughs> Yeah, okay. We'll we'll say gifts. Yeah, it's a gift. I didn't we'll pay for gift. anything. Yeah, but guess. I didn't I'm not leaving you know, he's not leaving this here in the studio for me. But what Yeah, he's not leaving without giving us a bunch of these. What did you bring? I brought a Scott Sigma, brand new release, just came out. Like at, by the time we're recording this, like two days ago? Yeah. Yeah. So we are one of the first handful of people outside of the um, outdoor group circle yep. to shoot this release. Yep. I got them ordered right away. They came in a couple days. Uh, it's pretty fun get a brand new release in just a couple days and get to play with it. Uh, boy, it's taken off like, yeah. uh, I, I don't know. Like, like hotcakes on a yeah, Sunday morning? Yeah, I guess everybody's, everybody's <laughs> pretty pumped about it, and I, I'd say they've got something to be excited about. They uh we went and shot 3d this morning i got to try it out and dang it's it's it really is a excellent release 
Scott makes some of my favorite releases. You know, I've I've had Carters and they're all good. Um, but for some reason with me, I just like the way Scott does it. I don't know. It feels good to me in my hand. They just feel so much better in your hand. It's it's a great design. And there's so, something about like a new release. And I made this reference earlier, and, and people will make fun of me. And this I made <laughs> this, this is a great reference. I've though, made by this the way. reference though before Pokemon Go. Way. I just want to point out. <laughs> but they're like Pokemon, man. You want to collect them all, like. You just want one of every release out there. You're like, well, I got you this just, one. You just have to try it. Well, there's to. something like, you know, you bring these over. I'm like, oh, let me play with it. And it's just like, even if you're not shooting it, it's just fun to hold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, when when, uh, when we first saw this pop up, I remember I talked to you about it, and you're like, yeah, I, I'll, have a, I'll have a couple in here. And you were like, for sure I'm getting two. For sure, for sure. And I'm like, man, I you know, can't wait. And then all of a sudden, like the next time I talk to you, you're like, dude, those two are spoken for. I got more coming <laughs> for sure. So, I mean, you know, there is, um, I, I guess there's a fair amount of hype going around with this, um, with the Sigma. You two, you, uh, Ross and Eric have shot it. I, I shot it. I oh, you shot, shot it too? It too? Yep. Yeah, I yep. enjoy it. It's my favorite. I'm not real big on the thumb button only because I'm not as experienced with the thumb button. Um, but I had that Carter for a while. And I honestly, I like that one better than my Carter. Yeah. I will honestly say this is the best thumb release to fit your to fit my hand at least that I've ever shot. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to to try and shoot one too. Um, when I was, you know, Eric, we have one in the studio. We're just kind of kind of passing around here. And the first time I held it, um, I, I was looking at it, and Eric said the one downfall that he didn't like about it, it was the first thing I noticed, which. Um, I, I don't know why Scott doesn't do this. I think they've got a reason for it, but the button to to lock the release in place, you know, with Carter's, you can just hold the release up and, you know... You lock, you lock the claw in, so, like, yeah. you push the button, it locks it on your string. With, uh, with Scott releases, they've always done this, where you have to lock it in and then physically take your finger and lock it onto, the, onto your D-loop. You have to manually close the jaw i guess yep. you could say yep. on your deal with your finger whereas on the carter you just hit the button you thing. just hit the lever and it shuts the claw what's do you know do we know why i don't my, know why my guess would be and this is this is steve's theory i i'm probably totally wrong but you know obviously if, when you get in the stand you know if you got something like that you know you just hook it on there and you'll be thinking about it i th- think where they go with this they'll they're aiming more towards target shooters is that you know instead of you just throwing that carter up there and just knocking it on you actually have to do that and physically put it on and make sure you have an arrow knocked just so you don't dry fire i think that's that's steve's theory whether it's it's all a cockamamie idea but that's that's the only reason i could think is there any more colors because it's like like a gray blue and like half one side and black on the other are they gonna i'm sure they're gonna come out with other colors and they're sure they they're rocking this new uh, titanium color and black, and uh, I, I can't tell you for sure if they've got. I don't know that for right. sure, but uh, either way, this new titanium color is killer. It is. Still, I like it, and that's the only downfall. I love it in my hand wise, the feel wise, the adjustability on it is amazing. Right. I mean, like and the, easy. Right. The chocolate you have to change out springs for the um, just. The tension and everything, and this is just like an from Allen a heavy head. trigger to a light trigger. Correct. On that, it's just an out like a set screw, pretty much. You just yep. tighten it up or loosen it, depending on how sensitive you want the trigger to be. The thing is, it's like so. This is a thumb button. 
And there's a lot of guys out there. Like I was like, man, do they have it in like a, a back, like a hinge, like a full back tension? And not yet, but I'm imagining that could with enough requests and enough, you know, maybe they got one in a prototype somewhere. But uh, I think that would be really cool. Yeah, the I, what they've really done with this release. I mean, you know, it just from looking at it from other the Scott releases like the Exus Core, they've really kind of molded it. Um, I, I can't uh, think of what that would be like. You know, back, the, like how the back of a steering wheel is, where they've got like the finger molds the a little ergonomic. bit. The ergonomic, yeah, it they, it it's slimmed down in all the right places, so where I, it just feels comfortable in your hand. Yeah, and I'm I'm really enjoying that. I man, I really want to shoot this thing, but that's a little little late in the evening. We won't be able to see where the target hits. But um, you know, for you guys that shot it, how did it compare to? other like thumbs that you released as or thumb releases as far as does it go off does it surprise you a little more was it too touchy well i think that's all on just how you have it set but I, right too you can you have fresh so out much, the box you have so much adjustability on this thing it's insane well, and, we have, and, I, and i go for a crisp feeling when when you break that thing off it's it's supposed to be uh, I guess I look for uh, the crisp feeling to it. Right. Because um, you, you brought two with you, and you had one set heavy, one set light. Right. And I like a light setting. You said you like a heavy setting. Yep. So I tested the he- the light setting and absolutely fell in love. Right. Well, I think I'm, I'm weird with my thumb button releases because I just don't have a whole lot of experience. But feeling right. I shot both of them. I preferred the lighter setting one. But... I wouldn't like it too light because if you have to let down and you bump something like I tried to Ross was showing me how he shoots his and I was trying to do the same thing. And when I was adjusting my hand, it went off and that's, I'm just not used to it. You know, right. not yep. that's nothing yep. wrong with the it's, release. It definitely me. takes some getting used to to go right. to a go to a thumb uh, release versus a back tension versus a. A, a caliper. Wrist, uh, yeah, a wrist release. Right. So and that's I'm shooting the Scott Hex and. And, you know, that was a good introduction. I'm just, I think I like the hinge style releases more of like with the click. Um, I don't know. I just like. See, that would be the same with me, though. I'm used to shooting a thumb release. If I, sh- if I went to yours, it'd be a You'd totally different ball game. You know, I, I would have to spend time with that release. Right. But I'm probably to the point where I, I need to adjust the, um, the, like the lightness or the heaviness of my trigger. I need to adjust a little bit because I've almost got to the point where I know my release too well to where I'm like, it's not a surprising shot anymore really for me. It still is. If I, I, I can still squeeze and follow through with it and a hit fine. Like I don't, I'm not developing target panic or anything like that and, and kind of like squeezing it off before I should, but I think I need to but maybe it, it, switch it up on me or get another one and have one set lighter or heavier. And you know what I mean? Just, but once you get comfortable, you're still not thinking about that shot as much as you were the first time you first shot that. Oh, dude, with like a caliper release, like a regular wrist strap release, it's so easy to just go one, two, three, punch the trigger. It's right, just easy absolutely. to do that. Um, and the back tension fixed me of doing that, honestly. Absolutely. You, can't, you can't really do it. Yeah, you can squeeze through and rip that baby off and just fire a shot off, but it's not It's not like just, boom, hitting a trigger. It's a like Levi Morgan explained it best. You know, if there's a cliff... How are you going to get to the bottom? Well, with the caliper, you jump. With, like, a back tension, you gradually go down the slope to the bottom. Correct, yep. So, so you know, just uh, looking at the package, actually, to answer your question here, um, it's, it's designed to, uh, to integrate with the Scott Halo. 
Now, the Scott Halo was the, uh, it's, it looks like the exact same release, except it is in back tension. Oh. So, you know, what I really like about what, what Scott's done with a lot of their, and there's other um, release companies that do this, but to make almost the same exact release in a back tension and then and then a trigger. A thumb release. Uh, or like a thumb release, yeah. Just so, you know, for those guys who want to go out there and shoot, paper like that but then want to transfer that to the field and go hunting you know or maybe they do 3d with that too you know there's not a whole lot of changing that you have to do so, so I, it, it's kind of the best of both worlds is what it yeah. is so What's, you can either shoot a hinge in the same release or a thumb release it's pretty much the same thing and this morning we shot 3d and i started with a freedom xt wrist strap mm-hmm. and uh went to the sigma and my good buddy that was with us had the halo and we hold the halo up next to the sigma the sigma is a little bit thicker but you have to have that thickness in order to accommodate all the moving parts yeah versus a hinge absolutely so when you have a hinge it's there's literally like two moving parts on it Mm -hmm. so if you have uh this thumb release, you know, there's springs, there's, there's there's a lot of adjustment yet to be made. There's a lot of stuff so, inside the release. Right. So yes. it, it is a little bit thicker than a halo, but overall it is as close as you can get to the it's halo. It's the same feel and everything to, else. To, and, and every every archer is different on how they shoot a a hinge versus a thumb release. Yeah, exactly. And, and if you can get to a certain point where you're able to shoot both of them as, as close as you can... Uh, to each other, then it, this is a perfect release to go to that thumb versus the the halo. Mm-hmm. So, what is retail on these? In case someone's listening, they're like, "Man, I need to check one of these out." Retail's two fifty. So it's it's pretty tough to to chunk off that kind of change if right. you're not gonna absolutely. if you're not gonna be absolutely in love with it. Yeah, so, or something that you're yeah. not used what's, to. Or, uh, what's nice is what's nice is you can go to your dealers, go to your Scott dealers, and and shoot the thing. Bring your bow, shoot it, figure out if you like it, play with the settings. They're so easy to adjust. Mm-hmm. Uh, decide then whether you're going right. to. It, it, that makes it much easier than, than just buying it right off the shelf, taking it home, and then not being happy with it. Now you're stuck with a $250 release. Yeah. yeah so. and, and that is the, the thing, you know, the, the point that you touched on. It's you really just got to shoot them because um, I know I'm – if I if I shoot this and like this, I'd be really curious to see how I like the halo based on that because I love the backspin and that's why I was uh, I, I wanted the the um, Exus Core at the time and because I was like all right they they feel exactly the same you know however I don't know if this is going to be exactly the same as how the halo would feel just in a back tension um, but uh, you know it, 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 it could tell it could feel totally different. Yeah, so I I think that's a really cool thing to, you know, we get people excited to, you know, we can sit here and talk about how cool this release is, but, you know, we're just going in there and shooting it. And, I like you know, it. I'm not, I'm not going to mention, too, all the adjustabilities on it is with an Allen wrench. It's just like your bow, pretty much. Right. That Every single it. adjustability. Yeah, and well, I mean, I would think most people carry a set of Allens with them. Maybe they don't. I try to keep one in my bow case at all times, so it's just everything I can do with my bow, with an Allen, you can adjust with that release. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, that's a release that I do really like. I mean, maybe I'll play with Eric bought it, 
I'll play with it a little bit and see if you know if that's something I want to buy. But now what, the Halo was the other release. Yep. Yeah, was the was the back tension. Maybe you know I want to try and get my hands on one of those and play with one of those a little bit and see how I like that versus the we thumb button. We can do button. a little swip swap every once in a while. Yeah, there you <laughs> swip go. Swap. Swip swap. Swip swap. Swip swap. That's a new one. <laughs> but, uh, how? Now let me ask you this, because uh, there's some guys that will switch releases all the time, and it's like you said, the Pokemon you know thing. You got to catch them all. How long do you personally like to shoot a release? Until yeah, or you or Eric or Ross, how long do you guys like to shoot a release before you're like, this is what I want to shoot? Oh, that's a tough question. I don't. know. What do you mean? Like I'm going to stick with this one? I mean, yeah. If 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 you were going to your you know dealer and you see a release there and you're like, okay, I want to try this. You know, how many arrows? How long do you think it's going to take you to be like, this is the release that for me? Well. I'm a little different, I think. I have a, I broke my hand, and my knuckles are all weird. So I like it. I don't know. It's all about how my hand fits it. And I feel like I have, I have like... Com- comfortability comes first, I right. think. I feel like I have a fat hand. <laughs> my release hand, I feel like, is fat. So it's like I, when I grab a release, it's like all about ergonomics for me. Which, the nice thing about it is, like, when I, I had a Carter, it was a four-finger. And may, I think maybe that was too much... Like, I had too much of my hand on the release. Absolutely. Like, see, I cannot do a four-finger either. It's well, I didn't know that. Fingers. It felt okay to me holding it in my hand, but when I'm going to, like, shoot it correctly, it just didn't work for my hand. So I sold it. Um, and I just haven't bought another one. I, I'm shooting. I like, I think that three fingers is max for me, and that's, I think, why I like the head. And, and that's a pretty good number because I've had four-finger releases before, mm-hmm. and, and there's just a lot more movement. I mean, you got to right. – Pull the whole thing around. If you're going to shoot it like a back tension, lock your fingers, right. roll into it. Yeah, there's a lot more movement versus a three finger. For sure, uh, I've shot some two finger releases, uh, and that's that's pretty tough. If you're pulling seventy pounds, pull right. off two fingers. So, eh, I don't know. You got to find that happy medium. But I get, I go for the least amount of movement possible. And uh, I don't know this this Sigma fits really well, and and it and it rolls back really nice and you get you know as you can change the barrels to fit your finger uh some guys like to run a, a big barrel on it for the trigger barrel um, being yeah the thumb button, right yep, the button. yep the button so uh you can change those out it's like uh like eric said there's so much adjustability in this uh this the release that you i got a good question know. for you guys i think maybe it's a bad question but i think it's a good one do you think that hunters the the percentage of hunters hunting with a thumb button or a back tension style release has increased in the last, I don't know, would you say two years? I mean, two to five uh, years. Do you think uh, it's gone? Uh, I I, yes. Yeah, I, I would guess. I, I would say yes. In my opinion, uh, I would say that. Uh, yeah, it's really. I mean, traditionally, you run a wrist strap, right? But but if a hunter slash uh, competition or uh, paper shooter any any of that if they get into these releases and they start practicing with them it actually really tunes your shooting because the For follow sure. the follow through is key uh you have to do the exact same thing every time i i fought that over and over right. and, and gotten frustrated and went to back to a, a wrist strap mm-hmm. and shoot just fine because i'm used to it once you get used to these releases you can shoot them 
true. You can shoot them consistently. And if you can get to that point, there's no reason why I wouldn't walk to the woods with a Sigma or, or, a, or a, a thumb uh, release. Okay, I got another. This is going to be, I don't know how I'm going to word this. and hopefully I can remember it all. I was like thinking of it as you were talking. And I'm like, so, so you weren't good. really listening. No, I was. I was <laughs> for right, sure. But, right. but he's bringing up points that made me think of what I was going to ask you next. And it's a multiple question thing. Do you think, you know, I asked if like the percentage of hunters that are hunting with these style releases has gone up in the last couple of years. And do you, what do you think that is for, like, what's all your guys' opinions? Do you think that's because of people are coming, is it from TV shows in, or archery education? People want to become more accurate. People are seeing people do it on TV um, and tournament archery. Um, is that impacting, like, the average Joe Hunter? Yeah. Uh, I think so. I mean, absolutely. I think more people are getting involved with more of 3D hunting and yeah. getting out there, getting involved with right. 3D it, hunting plays a huge role. I in mean, that. absolutely. Well, I mean, getting out there and doing more than picking up your bow a month before yeah. season. You know, right. more people are getting into archery, and that's where you get into more of. Do you guys kind of cringe when you see someone that just now gets their bow out? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used to be that guy. At one I used point. to be that guy too, for sure. Did. And now I cringe at it. Absolutely. Here's, here's why I think. Um, not to, not to cut you off, Eric. I'm sorry. Okay. I was just I was talking over you. What, what I think is, you look at the like, look how big John Dudley and Knock On has become. Yeah. You know, just in well, the and past, Levi Morgan in general is and, a stud ten time. Yeah. Just announced ten time IBO ten year in a row shooter of the year or shooter of the year. Yeah, he's at the IBO right. Um, at right this now. moment when this podcast is being. Um, but I think with the way that, you know, John Dudley approaches it, it gets a lot more guys excited about um, the about archery. The technical and, side of the it. The technical side of it. And, you know, you, so you're going to have a lot more guys getting out there, and, you know, you just start to see it. You know, people's hunting rigs, and we've talked about this before, how they're, how they're starting to change. You know, a lot more guys are hunting with back bars, you know, people are. I, I think they're starting as as technology's making it easier to shoot these bows. I mean, because the bows today are well, not that it's always it's easier. It helps, but I think that people what? realize the accuracy you can gain from yeah, that's, adding a sidebar, shooting with this release, being consistent with your shooting form, a single pin, practicing shooting, uh, sh- trying a single pin to clear up your sight picture, shooting all year instead of just shooting yeah. in mid August to October. I think all that plays in. And the thing we were going to segue to is, like, the impact, um, good or bad, um, air quotes, the hunting industry has played on hunters nowadays. And that would be one major, major, mm-hmm. major, major positive side to it is that the hunting industry and all the pro staff thing and, like, the product placement and all this is making people focus and think about what they're actually doing. It's really opening people's eye to say, hey— Maybe I could take this to the next level. Right. That is a, a high positive for this whole hunting Absolutely. industry, this new age hunting industry thing. Um, that's, that's one good way to look at it. There's there's some negative ways to look at it, um, and that would be if, if you guys were on social media and you saw the video Michael Waddell put out um, about the just unrealistic um, – perspective that the media can put out. And I don't know who I'm really referring to in the media, but he referred to it as the, like Ross, you, you said like the 110 pound girl walking across a raging river somewhere in Montana with an elk rack on her back and all this weight. And it's just not realistic. If 
that just, was really just, happening in real life, just she'd to be get dead. a picture. Yeah, right. just to get yeah. a picture. It's just it's just an image, is what it and is. And even then, I'm gonna even throw this. This might be sort of extreme, but kind of see where I'm going at with this. That is fed into Instagram, and everyone oh, yeah. now has Instagram and see these photos of Insta famous is yeah the word you're looking someone, for. Someone, guy or girl, doing something completely outrageous. And nothing, you see nothing it, ethical. To the hunting industry. Well, it's like a lot of it's like, man, if you really did that in real life, one, you'd either, if you made it across that, you'd get hypothermia and probably die on the other side, or it'd wash you out and you'd right. just be gone. But right. it's just, I don't know. Do you see what I'm saying? Like the positive and the negative well, of the hunting I, it's, industry. You know, a, a lot of times it's just a show for that. It's like, it's to show, like, look it's at a the photo shoot. Only. Yeah, look at, look at the, the, the show Survivor. None of that was real, but people still paid into it. And all of a sudden, you know, these people are getting famous. And I think a lot of people, you know, saw that, oh, man, maybe I could do that with the hunting industry because I'm, you know, halfway passionate about it. Do you think, do you guys think, I'll start with you, Ross, you're our guest. Um, do you think the hunting industry has created, made a lot of hunters that are hunting for the wrong reason? Uh, it's possible. Uh, I I think, You yes. see them getting that kind yeah, of? Yeah, I do. In, in some cases, yeah. I, um. But I guess what what we're trying to accomplish here is to uh, remind Bet. everybody that that hunting is still something in your blood that and you and in your heart that you right. love to do and are passionate about for sure. And uh, yeah, they, they this hunting industry has exploded. But in like uh, the last I would six, say seven last, years, yeah, five six years, it's just been outrageous. But I'm not. I don't. I don't mean that. You know, it's for the wrong reasons. I mean, there's certain people that are like, well, I'm gonna get all these likes on Facebook or be famous in this way. But the majority, I would say 85, 90% of the air quote hunting industry is people that have done it their whole lives, really passionately care about it. If it all went away, if you completely deleted every hunting show, hunting channel, everything, everyone would still just do what they do. If you deleted every hunting podcast, whatever it may be, we would still all do it. Absolutely, yeah. we're dedicated to it. But I yeah. feel like you would see a lot of people fade off. Slowly. You know, it's it's and, why and you would. You know, you, you got to wonder why is it every time? You know, and I'm not saying that everybody that posts stuff on on social media is is, is awful. They're like, don't get me wrong, but you know, there's people out there. It's like, okay, why after you hang a a, um, a tree stand? I'm sorry, spaced. Why do you have to send a picture of that in? You know what's well, Why is well, it every on. time, you, you know, what you're, you're kind of doing is kind of what you're saying is a little weird because I'll post if I hang a pit, uh, if I hang a tree stand, I'll put a picture of it. New set. Like, it's no big deal to me. You know, I don't. But I mean, I don't really get what you're saying, I guess. I, you know, but there's you're, just you're doing it for different reasons. Thing is, yeah. Steve, we, people that actually post pictures of tree stands actually went out and hung a tree stand. Like, I don't know if you know what that's like. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. <laughs> oh, uh, but, for sure. One one today, man. <laughs> but God. it's different than. I don't know it's, how it's, to how social media is though. It's it's people are posting for different reasons. I think. Yeah, I I don't know if I I don't really I'm scared to say what I was gonna say because it's just gonna probably put me in a bad situation. But um, it's just it's different. Okay, you got your people that actually, I, it's negative. I don't. I, I'm. It's gonna go down a negative trail, and I don't really want to do it. All right, then don't do it. But what I was like, I'm gonna, I want to make the point though at the same right. time. But I'm not. I don't want it to sound negative because I'm not trying to be negative about it. Like you have your people that legitimately, most of us are passionate about hunting. And that's what we do. But then you have your people that like 
aren't really, but it's a way to get attention. It's a way to feed off it, like okay. uh, the a gun, like the gun bunny thing, kind of. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's like, how are you really into guns? Like, if if you erased all of it, are you really gonna be? Are you gonna go out this week and shoot your gun and then clean it, and then are you gonna take a thousand photos of you? With your cleavage out with a rifle. Mm, okay. Yeah. No. Kind of okay. get what I'm at there. Get Absolutely. I'm, I yeah. Mean, that, there's nothing offensive against that at all. Yeah. It. Because it's true. This I, goes to bow hunting yeah. and face paint. It's just it's it's weird <laughs> why um, you know why people have this need, uh, to or a be, catchphrase. Yeah. I'll to be to be like to be famous, and you know when we when we started this this podcast we just did it because we we loved it. You know, and, and it was something to do. Yeah. And well, it was the thing about to... podcasting is you're still going to talk about the thing is it's like we're not doing anything different that we normally wouldn't do. Yeah, exactly. We're just recording it now, and people can listen to it. Like we would still right. talk about hunting anyway. We still yeah. sit in a room and it's, talk um, about it. You know, and I just don't understand why um, why people have this need to be famous. And uh, you know, for those of you who listen to Rush Limbaugh, he's talked about it. And there's like, and it's not just contained to the hunting industry. You know, it's like the gun industry. It's it's, it's everywhere a social media craze. It. I mean, you know, we've we, we we've touched on it, but it's like with with social media. But the thing is, though, too. I, let me let me, let me c- cut in. We're not. It's not all negative. Like, there's people out there who, like, respect the game is an awesome TV show. It's highly enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You guys doing what you do, but you guys live that stuff. You guys aren't putting on a show, and that's like most of the most of the shows on that make it to Sportsman Channel, Outdoor Channel, any major. You know, it takes a lot of work. Yeah. Basically, I guess what what I'm saying is that I'm what we're talking about is the social media only hunters. It's kind of what it breaks down mm-hmm. to be the the guys that like really have TV shows or really grind out, even if they don't have a show on a major network and they're grinding out, putting in the work, doing that. They those are the guys that are going to do it either way. You know. I guess what it don't matter if they're famous or not. They're still going to be there the yeah. next day doing that. Basically, you break it down. It boils down to social media. Everybody is somebody. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, that's what it really boils down to. And that's and that's kind of the point where I was going to because it's it's, it's all over. Thing. It's toxic. You know, and it, it's 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 in the co- uh, you politics, com- uh, you know, comedy industry. It's everywhere. And, you know, for some reason, people strive for this attention when it's like, why don't we get down to what it's really about? Because. You know, when Kurt, when you go out hunting, you're not thinking, "Oh, dude, I can't wait to get a picture." You're like, "Dude, I want to shoot the biggest deer that walks these woods for hundreds of miles." You know, that's. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, is that not true? Do you want to kill the biggest deer in a 200 mile radius? I would love to kill the biggest deer in a 200 mile radius, but and, and if I don't, <laughs> you, you can't do that waving your phone around taking selfies exactly because yes. <laughs> movement is key you don't want to do it mm-hmm. right you just you hold still and that big buck can roll around the corner any minute. right so steve normally is on twitter and then the big buck rolls around the corner and he never sees the big buck that's what right. happens he's too oh, distracted yeah. oh i see him as he's walking away <laughs> <laughs> he, takes, he takes a snapchat selfie and just sends it off yeah I wonder why the deer face. didn't come yeah yeah I, uh, if you I, look in the back of the picture, you can see a white tail running. Away. Right, exactly. <laughs> yep. How did you get ten seconds of that white tail, but you didn't get a shot at it? You had time to pull out your phone anyway. So, I don't. You know, I think hunt the hunting industry is just. We should have rephrased it as social media and hunting. It, it is. It's a, yeah. It was so it's social media. So I think 
the hunting industry is no more like kind of a I'm not gonna say a victim because I don't I don't want to there I don't doubt some people are passionate but I think that it's no different than than you know the comedy industry the you know the food industry because you know everything you look at that you can do people are on social media trying to get famous for it. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. It's and it's easy. People see right through it though too. Oh, just yeah. how we're talking about it, but. You know, maybe Waddell's video shouldn't have been at the hunting industry. It should have been at social media and the hunting inside. The hunting industry was the outlet of social media, like somehow attached to that. But it's I don't know. It's weird. Sometimes I'll be on like Facebook or Instagram and I'll scroll through. And the thing is, Waddell has a huge voice. So when he sees that stuff, he can really get it out there. And that went it was big. T-Bone brought it up on the last episode we did with him. It went it went that video went viral. It did. It did. People were sharing it up and. I don't know. He he probably just had the same feelings I did. When you scroll through, you're just like, come on. What are we doing? Like, you just get sick of seeing some of the stuff. I'm tired of seeing the pictures of a buck and then some dudes holding it inside the back of a pickup truck with a little bottle of whatever. It's, I don't know. I'm weird with it. It's just uh, products, yes, do help you kill animals. I'm cool with that. Like Especially like a bow or a camouflage plays a huge role in um, I'd, I'd say the camel more than take, the bow. Take pride in that har- <laughs> in that animal you just harvested. I just that's I don't the know. main point. Everyone's just trying to sell something, so it's just how you do it. It's it's all it is. It's how you do it. But because, to, but every TV show can. I don't know how to explain it. You know what I'm saying, Ross? You get what I'm saying? Like, you, right now, well, oh yeah, I know what you're saying. But right now, what uh, worries me is I've I'm always looking at what's next. Like let's let's look at what's next. This is what we're talking about right now. That's right. going on right now for sure. Let's talk about or think about for just a second. If if it's this chaotic right now, what's it going to be what's like? Going to happen two, three, five, ten years from now. You know, yeah. What do you like, think? Is what? that going to make more people back out of this? Here, I'll tell you what. I'm not that worried about it. You know why? Because like I said before, knock on as as highly you know everybody respects that. That show, and then um, we've talked about Whitetail Adrenaline, the way those guys hustle. Well, there's a quality line, and, there, and there's quality, and and people are starting to follow the um, more follow respect. the more yeah the more the more uh, the, I, I don't I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for legit? ethical legit um, ethical yeah kind of legit more or so they're they're there's getting, more class into it honestly yeah they're getting away from the whole oh hey look at um, you know look at this chick that shot this dear because she's beautiful and they're more looking at they're in it because they're in it because they're yeah they love it yeah because yeah, they're look, passionate about it and hey, they know what they're this, talking about right legitness that's what <laughs> they're legitness. looking at authenticity <laughs> See, okay yeah <laughs> no i like legitness the most but you guys you guys understand what i'm saying everybody who's out there um if you guys disagree with us or i triggered something that you said uh working class com. Email us. I forgot to put our shameless plug in there, but go ahead and email us. What do you guys, you know, you guys as listeners, what do you think? You know, are you, if if you're listening to this, obviously you're very highly intelligent, but you know, are you more towards the the um, the kind of shows that I guess would feature the art of the craft ah, that's, that's well, it that, i'm just putting words together now you guys if you think about it think about how far um like video quality has come a long way there's some bad ones, oh yeah but, like, within rip- the last 
five years. Now, yeah. when you, okay, video quality, we. Well, there's technology that adds into that, too. Right, yep. And we get to play with this stuff all the time, filming for the show. Right. Now, the producer or producers for every show out there can really work their magic and make things look phenomenal. Right. Almost so good that it's not real. Really? And 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 what you, you see you see some of these episodes you see some of these commercials or or anything that have been put together and some of them really strike you as oh man that was so cool other ones are like that wasn't even really that real like that that almost seemed fake right okay authenticity you want to make it you want to watch that show or watch that hunter do his thing her her thing and feel like you were in their spot you want to feel like that, that cameraman yeah, that yeah. Cameraman. i mean you want to feel like you were there and it was real you seen every i mean right that's the idea when you when you, when somebody's watching the show you you kind of put yourself in that person's spot for sure uh, absolutely and then if it gets too far-fetched it's like oh this isn't real and then you're not interested anymore that's how i am anyway i know everybody's yeah. different but you know let me um let me put this question out there. Um, you know, just how we've seen, you know, um, mainstream media show, like, you know, mainstream, like, you know, sitcoms and how those have evolved to what we watch today. Or the downward spiral of, yeah. air quotes, reality television. Exactly, yeah. So where do you see the uh, the hunting, um, hunting shows going? Because a lot of, you know, a lot of shows follow the same formula, okay? Here's the intro. Here's the guy in the truck talking about what he wants to go do. Here's the guy in the tree. Here's the shot. And there's some that, like, you know, we'll give you the background and stuff. You know, do you guys see that format sticking around for hunting television shows? Or, you know, where it's probably going to end up being a web series? Do you see that format, or do you see anything changing, you know, the the, the way that things are heading? I'd say that uh, uh, lifestyle stuff needs to play in like like don't don't just take me to the tree and or right. talk to me in the truck or anything when, when you're watching these episodes you want to see the guy packing his bag uh you want to see walking to the truck driving to the field climbing out getting mud on his boots just stuff that, that is real like That's like real. i said Absolutely. put yourself in that guy's spot when you're watching it you want to be or girl mm-hmm. i keep saying guy um put yourself in their spot right and and I, I guess that's what I'm going for is lifestyle stuff. For sure. Um, well, it gives you a deeper uh, connection, connection to it almost. Absolutely. Well, the thing yeah. is, too, it's like, you know, if you just take it right to the tree and then you kill a 200 and whatever, some crazy slob, and the deer goes down, you're like, man, that was awesome. But if you kind of get to know the person and in and the, and the backstory, and he goes in, he's like, man, dude, I've been seeing this deer. I really hope he comes in. Then next thing you know, like he shows him hunting over a couple of days, trying to dial it in. Then the deer comes in, whack, and then some falls, but, but and the dude when, starts freaking out, and you're like, "That was awesome!" Because you got to right, go, you get that buildup of that hunt with the guy. You get and that, rela- you get that relationship where, like, even if you're watching it, your heart is beating at the same time. You're like, right. "Okay, he put this time in." Now it's like, "Okay, I'm actually there." You have deeper appreciation. Yeah, you act like that deer is right in front of you at that time. Yeah, in most shows, you know, do they not end with the kill? I mean, would you guys watch a series of one guy hunting, you know, or girl? Would you watch the whole season, you know, and you get to see the start to finish, and then maybe, maybe at the end of the season, maybe they get the deer that maybe they'd seen a couple episodes, or maybe they don't. 
Would you watch a series I would, not uh, knowing if they're actually going to kill a big deer? I, I know I sponsors would. probably wouldn't do it, but would you? I don't know, I man. Yeah, Kiefer Brothers. Uh, Donnie Vincent is a big one for mm-hmm. me. I follow him on Facebook. That's huge. Like he, That guy works yeah, for right. his kills, and, and they get to show it play by play for sure what it takes to 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 get to that point. well they show you the the like you said the work the storyline and the adventure of it yep. it's not always about the kill it's not it's the adventure, the adventure. Yeah. start so to finish it's it's just one of those things it's not about the kill um every hunt's not about the kill it's not it's what you take out of it besides that the kill is the bonus you know is, obviously we're doing that for the antlers and me and just for the fun and all that but it's there's a whole lot more it's an equation like people don't yeah. understand how much time we actually put into that harvest. You know what I mean? Right. That harvest well, can take Well, there's a ten, lot more unsuccessful that, days than there right. are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, but that harvest can take 10 seconds, but you put in a half a year for that 10 seconds. Or yep. more. And the thing is, do or you more, think yeah. all that being said, with all the hard work and the passion and, the, and all that equation of the adventure and just everything built up into one package, do you think that's why we're hating on the un- um, un the, I don't know how to say that. Unauthentic, absolutely, because we take a passion for this it's sport kinda like we, industry, we, whatever you want to call it. We take a passion for this. It's is that kind of we why we were hating on the social media part of it? You know, what I mean? is yes, that, okay. yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I think a little bit it goes into because you know, for us doing the podcast, we talk deer hunting and archery at minimum one hour a week. And we're always talking about it, you know, just coming up with, um, you know, ideas for the show. So it's, it is something that is always on our minds. It for needs sure. to be talked about, and it needs to be talked about more. You know, I, I think where we get is, you know, what we see, and maybe we could be judging these people a little unfair, but what we see is just you took more time to set up this moment for this photograph. Than you actually did. It looks like putting in work out in the woods. I think that's where we, you know, because you guys kind of get that get that feeling a little bit. But I honestly, before Waddell made that video, I never really even thought about like. I I obviously see it. I'm like, yeah, that's fake. You know what I mean? I'm not like, yeah, that person is not really doing that. Like, there's maybe sometimes it is real, but more times than not, it's it's fake. But it's. I'm more just kind of like, man, obviously the setup shoot. I never thought about like the danger, like if someone really did that. It just it never really occurred to me that way. But I just see people online. I'm like, okay, this person's on. You go to their Instagram page, and you see their description. And it's like pro staff this, pro staff that. And it's like all these, like a list. I'm like, geez, how do you have time to promote all these companies? Holy right? smokes. Well, and when you watch it, like you said earlier, when Waddell comes out, with a video, you watch it because all of us have been watching Waddell since, since we were little guys. for years. And, and for years, the guy's a huge part of the industry. He's a legend. And yep. and when he comes out with a video like that, it just puts everybody in perspective mm-hmm. and, and makes everybody back up and think for a second. Right. And, and like, it's take a step back and ask yourself, where are we going with this? Yep. Well, he put it, the whole hunting industry called it out. And not everyone is in that call out, but just as a whole, like, let's realize what's going on. Yep. But I think but, it needed to happen, and he was the guy to do it. For I sure. Agree. For sure. But has anything changed? You I know, think so, or, yeah. I, do you think um, so? The wheels are turning. They're turning. Yeah, nothing's going to happen like, like that, you know? No, it's absolutely gotta, not. But I think a lot of people are now starting to think about it and say, hey, we need to take a step back and realize 
what in the yeah. hell is going on. Oh, it's it's gonna everything is it's gonna work out. It's just okay. A, it's a phase. That's okay, let, let me fad. let me let me um put this thought in your guys' head. Is it really a lot of social media is pushing this, or is it a lot of companies that are starting to push? Start getting pictures and stuff. Mm. You know, uh, again, it's we social can't. Social media. You think it's social media? I think, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's 100% social media. Yep. Companies, um, I mean, it's a, social media is a tool for companies, yeah. but it's, I don't know. I think it's just, it's a phase. It's all, it's, a, it's what it is, in my opinion. I think that it's, uh, you know, I don't know. It's kind of a mixture. I think, it, I, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of tired I, of I, talking I, about it. I'll be completely honest. I'm kind of sick of this topic. Um, <laughs> It's just something you know. It's it'll change for the better. It's what we're. I think it, I think it was a subject we need to hit on, though. For sure, it should we, be talked we, about. And we did good. We hit on it. And now we're off. Everybody's kind of thinking about it. And now we're off to the next one. Yeah, <laughs> so, we are. Think about that, guys. Thanks for for listening. Um, I think I'm going to close it at that because we we could talk about this for six hours. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. But there's there's nothing more that needs to be said. We said let, our. Let piece. us know your opinion. We'll chit chat. We'll uh, we can talk about it and then. Uh, yeah, find us on uh, on all our social media: Facebook, <laughs> Instagram. Yeah, we're, we got a photo Twitter. shoot coming out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Pro staff hashtag. Sure. Uh, <laughs> it needs to be talked about. It does, but uh, you know, I think Waddell's the man to do it, and I think uh, you know he he's one of the pioneers of the industry, and I'll always look up to Waddell. I think I like watching. Wasn't well, he like Wait. six foot four? Yeah, he's a big guy. Yes. You, you mean Marvin, right? Marvin Waffle Marvin House. Marvin Waffle House. Okay, okay. Now, now, now I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I, Him and David Blanda. Yeah. <laughs> Good grief. What, what <laughs> oh, Papa Dave's enjoying that. <laughs> David Blanda, Marvin Waffle House, and what he called uh, Bill Jordan. What he, um, what he called him? Oh. T-Bone. What, Jordan. Jordan? No, yeah. Jordan's how you, you say their name. It's he, uh, uh, he David Blanda. Uh, we're gonna have to go back and watch that. It? I don't know. I'm gonna have that to pull awesome. uh, get in the archives and pull some of those DVDs. <laughs> man, out. What did yeah. they call Bill Jordan? Man, it was funny. I can't even remember now. All right. Anyway, thanks guys for listening. Yep. <laughs> we got a little little. Uh, we're back and forth with everything. So sorry for bouncing around on you. Hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks. Go shoot, Bill. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. (laughs) Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss life on the water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. (laughs) The destination for outdoor entertainment.